How do you stop a broken heart from breaking your business? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And sometimes life happens, right? Something in our personal lives comes along to wreck our regular everyday and our view of the future. And when that happens, our businesses can be affected. How do you keep building and moving forward on your business when you don't see your life as having much of a future? It sounds really dramatic, but when you're in the throes of grief, when you're in the throes of loss and mourning and sort of hopes and dreams that have no prayer of coming true, that's exactly what it feels like. So let's listen in on today's letter and I'll find you on the other side. Here goes. Heather, you can call this one, my broken heart is breaking my business. Why? Thank you very much. I think I'm going to do exactly that. I hurt, Heather. I hurt all the time, every day every moment for the last eight months and six days. Sorry, that's probably more dramatic than called for. She left me, Heather. She left me for someone else. We were together for three and a half years. An engagement ring I'd intended for her is packed away, but it might as well be in the middle of my house. We were happy, Heather. We didn't fight. We had things in common, and we had separate lives, too. I loved that about us. I loved everything about her. I still do, even though she doesn't feel the same for me. I have my business because of her. I was helping friends with a lot of things I did for work, and she convinced me that I had something good that people would buy. She encouraged me and was so proud of me when I finally went full-time with my business. It seems, though, that she just got bored, disinterested, or something. For whatever reason, she told... For whatever reason, she told me she thought I was more in love with her than she was with me, and she didn't see that changing. I think I must have been giving out some kind of proposal vibe that she sensed and freaked out and got freaked out by. I don't know. None of it makes sense. I have myself some time to deal with. I have taken some time for myself to deal with it and take it easy, but ever since the six-month mark passed, I've been feeling like I need to get on with it, but I just can't. I have no motivation. I haven't been trying to find new leads and I'm only half-assing my responses to people when they reach out to me. If this keeps up, I'm not going to be having a business to speak of. I'll have lost her and my dream. How do people crawl out of these holes, Heather? I feel like a fool. People freaking die and days later, loved ones are expected back at work and they go. How do you get it together? How can I get it together? My morose outlook is killing the prospects and potential of my business more and more with each passing day. Okay, my friend, um, take a deep breath. <laughs> I always seem to start with that, don't I? After the hard questions and the emotional um, sort of outpouring, the first thing you really do have to do is just take a deep breath um, and and look at the story you've been telling yourself. Because what you're coming at me with is like, I just want to get out of the hole. I just want to figure this out and on with my life. She's moved on. I need to move on. And let's just, you know, sort of get on with it. You gave yourself six months to grieve and to mourn. And now you've decided TikTok time's up. And it's just time to just go and move on and hustle on. But here's the thing. You're grieving. This is grief and you're mourning and it's loss. 
And if she had died, you wouldn't be expecting yourself to be on with it and over it in six months. You might have expected yourself to be in a different place, to uh, be more relaxed, to be able to forget about it for longer periods of time. But when you start to judge and sort of have opinions for yourself of where you should be versus where you are, you're actually getting in the way of your own healing and the potential to start feeling better. So yes, you have to deal with your business, but first we got to get you to deal with your crap. So what I want you to think about is how have you spent these, uh, what did you say? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to look it up again. It's eight months and uh, eight months and six days, I think you said. Um, how have you been spending that time? How have you um, been working through it? What have you learned? What lessons are, you know, you're sort of taking away? If I was to ask you, what have you learned about yourself and why this relationship ended and the time it took to get in an elevator and go up a couple of floors, what would you tell me? What would your takeaway be? Or have you just given yourself time to just not ask anything of yourself, to not put expectations on yourself and to be able to tune out and numb out for as long as you needed to? Because if you've spent this time tuning out and numbing out, I'm sorry to tell you, but you haven't been doing the work. You've been avoiding it. So the first thing you have to do, your first task is to face it head on and deal with it. Come to an understanding of why you think this ended. What do you think the sort of dark shadows of your relationship with her were? What do you think the dark shadows in her were that might have contributed to this problem? How do you think you ended up in a relationship for three and a half years with somebody who is less in love with you than you were with her? And why do you think she just, you know, sort of exited stage left in the sort of you know, help, you know, with the help of another relationship? Do you think she was a conflict avoidant person? Do you think that she couldn't um, end a relationship herself? So she did something that thought maybe you would find out about it and end the relationship for her? What contributed to this? And this isn't so that you're blaming yourself for missteps or you're even blaming her for missteps. It's about coming to a place of understanding why this didn't work. Why, even though it feels like in your bones she's the right person for you, why is she really not? You have to do that examination and you have to give yourself the time and permission to scan the lens out and look at it from a bigger picture. Because sometimes when we're in the throes of grief, when we're in that like response to the fight or flight, um, you know, sort of freeze mentality, we, we don't look at the big picture. We don't acknowledge it. We're so focused on our grief, on the immediacy of things that we don't really see everything. If you take your camera lens to your situation right now, what else do you see? What other insights do you have? What red flags did you see that you just walked on by? What did you sort of pretend to not know or to not see? Where do you have to have accountability with yourself and where does it lie entirely with her? 
If you can come to an honest understanding of the dynamics of your relationship, what worked and what didn't, it's so much easier to make peace with. Otherwise, you're just romanticizing the whole thing. You're remembering all of the good parts, all of the things that really worked, and you're not even paying attention to the things that didn't work. Now, here's the thing. You're talking to somebody who mourned a relationship for twice the amount of time it lasted. I was with someone for six months and the ending of that relationship put me into therapy for a year. Like, no joke. It was um, when I was in my mid-20s sometime. sometime. And I, you know, I just focused so much on the connection, on how much I loved him and how clear it was that he loved me and all the things we had in common and everything we shared. And I I couldn't move past this idea of potential, of how great it could have been that I, I didn't look at all of the warning signs that he was someone who hadn't done his work yet. I was showing up in a relationship as someone who had really started to come to know herself. Well, you know, as much as anyone can come to know themselves in their mid-20s. But the idea being that, like, I really, I knew who I was. I knew where I was going. And I, I, I had a good enough sense of self that I was ready to participate in a relationship. And I wasn't in a relationship with someone who could do the same. So being with me was like an escape from himself for him. He could kind of run away and distract himself by hanging out with me. And then as soon as we weren't together, well, everywhere he went, there he was. And he had his demons and his darkness. And he never faced it. He never dealt with it. And so it made him really lousy relationship material. But it took me like probably the first three to six months of therapy to be able to see that because I was just paying attention to how he finished my sentences, how he really saw me, how much he got me, how accepted I was, how non-judgmental I found him, how safe I found him. I had this completely romanticized view of someone who didn't even know who he was. So how could he possibly know who I was? That, that's the kind of work you need to do. Now, if you've done some of it and you have a bit of a head start, you can sort of simultaneously start to get back to your business. But if you haven't done some of that initial work, you are going to continue to be haunted by and distracted by everything that happened. You don't need tons of time. You don't need to take another week off, but you do need to take a day or two to write yourself a letter, to journal, to go for a walk, to think about things and to question them in a way that's more intentional and less obsessive and less sort of romanticized. Like you want to be a reporter and you want to be an observer to the dynamics so that you can see on the outside looking in what you might miss. Now your business. This experience has changed you. When you go through something that changes the way you think the rest of your life is supposed to go. And when you think you're getting engaged and you end up single instead, I promise you that's a, an appropriate category for this. You have to figure out for yourself, who are you now? 
Now that you knew you could put it all on the line, now that you had sort of planned a future with someone only to be hurt and rejected, how has that changed you? What part of your response feels good to you? And what part of that response feels maybe angry, bitter, resentful, or feels like something that could be holding you back or limiting you? Because you've been changed, part of the reason why business may be so hard for you right now is you may not be into lead generation the way you used to be into lead generation when you were happy as a pig and shit. That like You might have things that you were capable of and ways that you were risking and putting yourself out there that just don't feel particularly good right now. So given your emotional sort of energy level, given your like where you're at and who you are, if you were going to build your business now, how does it need to happen with time, attention, and respect for what you've been through? And is this a period of time where you need some temporary assistance? Would you benefit if you threw a couple of bucks at like a virtual assistant to help you out with some of the menial tasks? Because we can assume that your energy level is going to continue to be low. But if you make a decision for yourself that taking care of your business sort of um, working on and focusing on the health and growth of your business is non-negotiable, that you refuse to lose your business at the same time you lose this relationship, you then have the power to decide how you're going to keep it. What are you going to do to stay focused and on task? How are you going to set up your days? How are you going to set yourself up for success? You can start to make a plan. You can set like small little mini milestones and benchmarks for yourself. You can say, given that this is currently happening, how am I going to build my business? Because your letter implies that you want to just be able to build your business irregardless of this happening. And that just doesn't work. This is like, and I've used this example before, but you have a destination. You want to grow your business and you're setting the GPS, but the GPS needs to account for the toll, which means it needs to account for a slow lane, a backup, somebody being caught unprepared, but it still needs to get to the destination. That's what you need to do because you can't reroute this thing. You have to accommodate it given who you are now and how you want to move through the world. I I would also too, it's so funny, I can't, I wish I, I wish I remembered um, where I got this idea from. Like, I, I feel like there's like, all the other therapists who listen to my show is probably, are probably going to email me and be like, duh, Heather, it's this. But um, I had this example when I was a couples therapist and also too, when I did trauma work with people, this idea that when life happens, it has this tendency to sometimes take over and we see every part of our day with that worldview. So what I recommend is you give and schedule X amount of time to morning venting, talking about and dealing with your heartbreak. You might decide it's a half hour a day. You might decide it's 35 minutes. You might decide it's an hour and you want to split it up to two times, but put a time limit 
on how much you are going to be looking at this relationship and thinking about it. So that when she pops into your mind, you can say, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I told myself I'd think about it at seven o'clock tonight. I have to deal with that at seven o'clock tonight. But you decide when you are going to make room and accommodate for this pain and when you're just simply gonna need to let it simmer and put it away out of sight, out of mind. So often we just tell ourselves, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't deal with it. It was eight months ago. Why are you harping on it? When instead it's not now, but this is when, because it doesn't matter how inconvenient our feelings are, how long they last or how many times they pop up in a really irritating manner. We still have a responsibility for dealing with them, but we can do it on our say-so. We get to say when and we get to say how. This is a pretty sort of like beginner's guide to heartbreak in business, right? If you find that this conversation isn't giving you enough focus, isn't giving you enough direction, then what you're probably realizing is you're going to need some one-on-one support and you're going to need some one-on-one help. I am happy because you're a listener of this show to be that person and to offer you an hour of my time to do that. That goes to any listener of the show. Um, And if that doesn't sort to feel comfortable for you, you can always find yourself a local therapist close to wherever you live to sort of talk this out and get that outside perspective on it. Like I've been there. I had to do it for myself. And I know sometimes we can't get out of our own way and we can't stop seeing things the way we see them until someone on the outside who's never met the other person can say, hey, what about, or did you notice, or what did you do when, or how did it go when? and you start to see the relationship for what it really is versus the romanticized version that likely is still taking up residence inside your mind and heart. I'm so sorry you're hurting. I'm so sorry you've been hurting for this long. I really want other listeners of the show to like take this letter as an example. You do not have to suffer alone for so long. I might not be the answer. Therapy might not be the answer. You may find your health and healing inside a yoga studio. You might find it in a walk in a national park or on a long drive or inside your journal, but you have to find it. You have to figure out how you are going to come to peace with this. And if you need help, if you need assistance, a friend, someone to know, I strongly urge you to find it. Thanks so much for joining me today, and I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.